going to jump right into it. You may hear a lot of background noise, and please certainly forgive me for that. I am uh, in the midst of some travel and currently driving through some rain. But, you know, I wanted to get these thoughts out and share them so I can move on to the next thought. <laughs> you know, there is a there is a uh, phenomenon. I know sometimes I speak about a lot of different phenomenons, but, you know, uh, sitting back and observing a lot of times is so important when you're seeking and, and striving towards working with people. And you're targeting a certain demographic, and in doing that, you have to make sure that you learn as much as you possibly can about that demographic, and not just in the learning, but also uh, try to put yourself in their shoes as often as possible to learn. And that's just not, you know, when you're teaching, but that's also even if you're trying to sell something, you know, and you're selling to a particular target group or a target audience, it's important to be able to try to transmute your own psyche into their own to try to get some, some understanding on how they think and how they function. So one of the common phenomenons that uh, keep coming up so very often is I noticed people walking away from so many different systems and, you know, and sometimes coming into my own system, into Anu, and expressing a degree of disappointment and frustration with previous situations, whether they be, you know, spirit houses, elays, systems themselves, religions, so forth and so on. And there's something common that exists through the thread of every single situation. And a lot of times um, when people listen to these segments and they say things like, you know, oh, man, you know, sometimes we would get offended. I feel like you were talking to me. That sounds like my situation. You know, often it's because a lot of people are exhibiting the same trait and people can't tell you anything. So to try to tell you in the moment is possible. So it has to wait until maybe, hopefully, you may stumble across a segment later and hear how you sound <laughs> when I'm able to run it down and explain the actual behavior. Then you can say, oh, that's, that's what I'm doing? That's what I sound like? But sometimes at the moment of infraction, people are not, you know, uh, receptive to hearing about themselves. Sometimes people are never receptive to hearing about themselves. Sometimes people will hear these segments and, come back and complain and you were talking about me i know you were talking about me and i can't believe you were talking about you know um and obviously there's a level of narcissism there to imagine that you're so unique in the universe that you're the only one who exhibits a certain behavior and your one case you know warrants me taking 33 minutes out of my life <laughs> to talk about you no uh there are group phenomenons that exist because there's group conditioning that exist. That's why. And one of the phenomena, like I said, people moving from place to place, but not necessarily experiencing any real change in their lives. You know, they're not really experiencing any real change in this, in their walk or in their character. And every time they move from place to place, they only have in their mind, someone else to blame. Now, this, of course, comes up often for me, even, and I knew, and I've been building organizations and movements for a, a good while now, 
And as a result, you find that people will come and go. And sometimes when I get people who are new to the movement or they're new helpers, so they, you know, the helpers get to get to spend a little more time with me and get to see more of the back, you know, the, the, the uh, backdoor action or the back office action, you know, uh, you know, for the sake of a better pun. But um, they get to see some of that and they're like, wow, like this is the stuff you deal with. And this one just up and left, and this one went left and didn't say anything or was rude about it or blamed you for this or, you know, threw shade or, you know, whatever the little silly things that people do. And it's because they, you know, obviously they have infantile minds. And there's a there's a high degree of ingratitude there. You know, when someone takes the time, and I always tell people even who want to come into our new and sometimes they're with Elays or certain spirit houses, and I'll say, well, have you had a discussion with your teacher or your leader in that house yet? Oh, well, I don't think they'll care. No, no, we're not doing that. And I don't mean a text message. You know, can you sit down with them face-to-face or at the very minimal, get on the phone with them and say, you know, I'm going to move on. Do you have the maturity to do that? And to not be vague, but to be direct about why you're doing what you're doing. And maybe even share where you're going. Or are you going to just drop a letter in the mailbox? You know, and these are all things that I've gotten over the years. Letters in the mailbox, emails, texts. And you'll find that when you receive them, they never actually tell the truth. Which is another insult. You know, I've had people say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to um, take some time off from my new because I'm going back to school and I need to focus on that or, you know, I'm trying to get this promotion at my job and I need to put my energy there. You know, little fake excuses. And it's an insult to your intelligence, but not only that, if you've spent time teaching a person directly and and walking them through a certain walk and helping them to stand up strong and giving them a lot and the most they can return to you as a text, it shows that they have no honor. They have no integrity. And in plain and simple words, they're a scumbag. Simple words. You're dealing with a scumbag. Okay? So that's not really the, the crux of what I'm speaking about. But, you know, things are always happening in that sense. People are always coming. People are always going. That's just what it is. And it has very little to do with the system. I knew it was a beautiful system. You know, and obviously maybe I am a little bit biased. <laughs> Understandably so, but you know, for for a person like me who has friends in very different in, in, in very diverse places, you know, um, who run their own systems and run their own mos mos jigs and um, or or are captains at certain mos jigs and, and imams or or who are bishops and pastors and elders and deacons, you know, I have all different kind of people who I I interact with. So I'm always able to make comparisons and even sometimes tap into different techniques, you know, and, and have different level of conversations, you know, amongst leaders or amongst kings. It's a different kind of conversation. You know, even if those kings represent different kingdoms, you know, uh, which is interesting is the reason, one of the reasons why I, I don't do live call-in shows anymore. That's a whole nother thing. But, you know... Um, We'll get into that lightly. Maybe you'll understand a little bit more as I explain more. So a lot of times what happens is people come into different situations, and what it is is that they've already been conditioned and shaped and formed 
by their history and by the world. And they have not developed an attachment towards the divine self as of yet. They have not developed a sense of full and total submission to their divine will. And their divine will and their human will are still at odds with one another because the higher self has yet to control the lower self. So there's no submission. There's no submission. So what happens is they enter into a situation and they're inauthentic. They already represent a degree of infidelity. They're an infidel. And this could be a spiritual system. This could even be a marital union. Okay? A lot of times, and you may ask, you know, what, what does this have to do with marriage? A lot of times in marriages, people get very upset when there is unfaithfulness. As, and rightfully so. It's not, it's not a right thing to do. It, it corrodes the, um, the fabric of love between the two individuals. It's not right to do, right? If this person is your friend, then why would you betray and lie to your friend, right, at the very minimal? However, it happens. And a lot of times, sometimes, a lot of times that unfaithfulness, and I'm, I'm pulling this from because I do a lot of marital and couples counseling in the work that I do, right? So a lot of times when people come to me with these situations, you know, they'll say, hey, well, you know, it's always usually the same thing. Treatment. Treatment is, is the number one um, complaint that people have. You know, uh, I don't like the way she speaks to me. Her mouth is, is toxic. And she doesn't cook regularly. You know, and um, sometimes she wears things that I would rather she not wear. And, you know, she she's rebellious. And then... She might say, well, he doesn't pay things on time. You know, it is always a concern and fear if things are actually going to be paid. And sometimes he raises his voice at me. You know, it's, it's, he, he, he likes to yell sometimes when he gets upset. And I don't like the way that he speaks to me. There's times he stays out all night or maybe he doesn't even come back to the next day and doesn't even let me know that he's coming home late or, or whatever. He won't even respond to text message or, you know, or DMs, anything like that. He just kind of ignores me, you see. It's all treatment, right? And so that is the beginning. Oh, I'm sorry, there's a truck going by. You're going to catch a lot of background ambiance, <laughs> ambient noise, as we call it, you know, in the recording industry uh, on this one. It can't help it. I'm pretty much riding through a rainstorm at this point and i have my i got i have my convertible out you know so it's uh you know it's kind of noisy but uh top's not open by the way <laughs> for those of you who are going to leave little slick comments <laughs> but anyway so um so what happens is is i often say okay cool i i i get with you i, I hear where you're coming from and if I'm dealing with people who say, or let's say, are Christians or dealing with people who are Buddha, Buddhist or Muslim or whatever, I always try to get a sense of their spiritual connection. And for those of you who have ever gotten readings by me, you know what I'm talking about. I, it's one of the first questions I usually ask. What spiritual system are you most comfortable with? Right? And usually 
people will say, oh, I, I do my own thing, or this or that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And, you know, it's because I don't like to speak over people's heads when, when I can avoid it. So I try to speak down to a language that everyone can can understand, you know? So let's say if the person says, oh, well, you know, we're, we're, we're Christians. You know, we're, we're in the church. We're doing, we're doing that thing. <laughs> so then I'll say, you know, okay, cool, cool. You're, you're in the church. You're doing a church thing. Um, what's, what, you know, how often do you pray? You know, what, do, you, do you go to prayer service? Do you wake up in the dawning? Do you, do you pray together? You know, do you pray together at night before you go to bed? Uh, nah, not in a while. I mean, we don't, not that often. Okay, okay, cool. Um, do you go to service every Sunday? You know what? We've, to be honest with you, we've missed probably the past two months of service. Huh, okay. Do you go to Bible study? Ah, uh, nah. Don't go to Bible study. Okay, cool. Now, you know, and, I, and I'm meeting people at where they are, you know, so if I'm talking to a Christian, that's the language I'm going to speak. Those of you who are tuning in right now thinking that we did a full conversion. <laughs> you know. Um, so with that being said, right, I'll kind of speak to that quickly. And I'll say, okay, well, you're upset that this person has not prepared meals in her mouth. And you're upset that he's mean to you sometimes. He yells and he stays out all night. But are you as upset that you have been unfaithful to your faith. And the only thing that really will keep you bound to one another and attracted to one another is the, the deity that you are cultivating in one another and also independently within yourselves. Because if you have an inkling of that deity in you, then it is the human aspect or the satanic or the satiated or the material aspect of your being that you will want to move further and further and further away from. So using that same example, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me, right? What is that from? That's from when Yahshua the Christ, according to Bible mythology, was crucified according to the Bible mythology. And he cried out and said that. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because God the thought, or God the Father, cannot associate itself with sin. Just like Obatala, the thought, <laughs> you know, will not associate itself with the earth. You know, this is funny. Actually, I'm doing this segment, and I just finished responding to a comment on the Osumare uh, video that's on my channel. And, a, and, and an individual had said that he doesn't enjoy when people mix systems. You have to read the comment. Um, see, that's where we talk about this conversation amongst kings, or like when Dr. John Henry Clark said, you know, I only debate equals all others I teach. I can't tell you how many times I find myself having to say that quietly inside myself before I ignore something. <laughs> People don't know their places. That's, that's, a, that's a huge problem. And that's a part of what we're talking about. You don't know your place. Just because you read something or because you have access to a teacher 
you think you are the teacher. You're not. It's just the way technology is nowadays that you can get in my inbox or you could comment. But a teacher will not want to teach you if you're not humble. And there's nothing worse than arrogance mixed with ignorance. There's nothing worse. Ignorance you can deal with. As a teacher, you know, your students are going to be ignorant of certain things. But when there's no humility, when humility has not been placed and built inside of them, you can't do anything with them when they're arrogant. Well, you know, like the person said, well, you know, I don't like when it's taught this way or I don't enjoy it. This Nobody cares about what you enjoy. You don't know anything. You don't know just by the way you left your comment and the things you said. You know, are you talking about New Age stuff and chakras? And new age? Chakras are not New Age. We can go back to the Arit. Chakras is, a, is an old word, but Arit is even older. They're not New Age, but you don't know anything. Who are you to talk to the teacher, to challenge the teacher? You see, you don't know your place because you've built up a human consciousness inside of you that has told you the wrong things to keep you further and further away from your divinity, which makes people want to pull to you, which makes you more attractive to a teacher, which makes you more attractive to a mate, which makes you more attractive to all the forces that you are dealing with and working with. You see, so even in a marital relationship, you know, whether we're talking about a marriage or whether we're talking about someone's experience through a a school of learning, it is the full submission to the divine will that brings a full return. See, a lot of times what people do, they want to give half of their divine aspect. They want to bring half of that in, and then they also want to bring this stinking, stanking, let me say it that way with an A. They're stanking humanity. And then they get upset when they don't get full results. Yeah, you know, I was I was dealing with Santeria, man, but it, it didn't do anything for me, man. It was I. Right. Well, did you do this? You know, or people come to me and they say, Chief, yeah, I want you to teach me personally. I'm not teaching you personally. You are not strong enough to be around me like that. And I hope all of you hear that. All of you who inbox me all the time and, Chief, I want you to work with me. You're not strong enough to work with me personally. It, huh, I'll get into that one day, but I would kill you. I would kill you. You can't be around me like that. Y'all want to be close to me. Chief, yeah, well, you know, and, and, and let, me, let me build with you. No. Do you know what it takes for me to even teach you? Do you know how depleting and draining that can be? Look at what, according to Bible mythology, in order to transform you, look at what the Christ had to do. Had to kill itself. Because that's what it's like when you have to come down from what you've been built into in order to, to work with people who are still trapped in human thinking. You have to negate so much of yourself. You have to negate so much. Sometimes you have to do that with your own children. They say something stupid. And your, your first positive response is to say, wait a minute, that's stupid. Boom, 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 boom. Positive meaning expanding outward. But you have to negate and be quiet for a second. Take a deep breath. And you got to listen to maybe a couple of minutes of ignorance. And, and all the while, you're negating from yourself. You're making yourself smaller. It's tiring. It's depleting. You see? So a lot of times people will come into the experience, they don't want to submit, 
fully, they'll say, Chief, I want to work with you. I get this. Let me tell you, I get these messages all the time. And those of you listening, you're going to feel offended. But, you know, it's a lot of you. So don't think, don't take it personal. And, you know, because they're going to say, oh, my goodness, he said the same thing to me. First thing I say is, did you read my books? Are you in my class? Yeah, when, when can I get some time to talk to you, Chief? Did you schedule a consultation? No, no. The answer is no to everything. So what do you want? What do you really want? You don't want, to, you don't want me to teach you. What do you really Well, I learn better this way. Nobody cares how you learn better because you're not where you're supposed to be. So you should be open to all different forms of learning because you're not there yet. If you know so well how, how you learn, better go teach yourself. You're the teacher now. So what happens is people come in halfway. You didn't read the books. You're not in the class. You're saying you want to talk to me, but you don't want what it is. You don't want to pay for a consultation. You don't want to compensate me for my time. You think you, you think somehow I'm dumb enough to sit there on social media and chit-chat back and forth with you because somehow I have nothing else better to do but to just sit and chit-chat back and forth with someone who hasn't even put real work in. And sisters, let me let me say this. I don't care how cute you are. All right. I know sometimes if you look a certain way, especially in the culture community, because it's filled with so many phonies, you're used to getting a certain reaction from males. So you, you, hey, brother, I got a question. about, And then he's thinking he might have the possibilities of maybe getting access to your vagina. So he, you know, you can, you know, you can play him out. You can't play me out. I'm unpimpable. And the way you look doesn't mean anything to me at all. Your sacrifice means a lot more. Your sacrifice. Have you read the books? And, and, and you might say, yeah, I read them. They was all right. You ain't read them. Because if you read them, you would know not even to approach me like this. <laughs> if you truly read them. You would know, don't even, don't even step to him that way. A lot of times you reveal where you're at and you don't even realize it. You reveal yourself quickly. You come in with a half-concerted effort, but you want full output returned to you. And then when you don't get it, you walk away upset, and then you go to the next system. Well, I'm going to go over here to saw a set. Because, you know, I was, I was dealing with that I knew thing, man. But, you know, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> no, your haircut is all right. Okay? Your cheap Michael Kors bag is all right. Our new life is is it. <laughs> it is the epicenter. It is the crescendo. It is not I. <laughs> so what happens is you come in with that spirit. You don't get everything that you could have gotten because you're unfaithful. The same thing in the marriage. You're attracted and drawing to, drawn to one another because of the divinity that you find and you discover in each other. But then you choose to be unfaithful to your own process of respecting and maintaining said divinity. You disrespect that and you dishonor the process, making you an infidel. 
an infidel. Another word for an infidel is heathen. Because now, and let's say if I'm using a Christian example of anything, you've shown um, disloyalty to your covenant with your God. So if you would if you would be unfaithful to whatever you consider to be your higher power, what else would you show to your your spiritual system or your religion or your instructor or your wife or your husband? You see. And I'm telling you, I get these all the time. All the time. That's why You've heard me say in seconds before, I got over 3,000 people in the Sedula House, and I knew spiritual training. I have a handful of students. I got maybe about four or five students out of 3,000. Plus, 3,000 and growing, because every day we get new people. So the last count, 3,000, actually, that was like last year's count. But last year's count was like 20, 28, 2,900, something like that. So I rounded up. But, but nonetheless, I don't have that many students. I have very few students, real students. I have very few people who are completely committed to this. I have people who come in with a lot of agenda. I'm going to learn this, then, I, then I'm going to be able to do this, and I'm going to go over there and do that, and he going to show me this, and he going to show me that. He has already done his job. I've done my job in over 800 segments. I've done my job. I don't have to talk to you personally. Then there's a class. I've done what I'm supposed to do. Now it's on you. But in order for you to get the most out of what it is that's being presented to you, you have to submit. And that's where the trouble comes in because you've been conditioned. So what happens, whether it be a marital relationship or school experience or whatever, once that discomfort comes in, that you when you realize, man, I'm going to have to submit to this and I'm going to have to kind of put myself in a place where I'm obedient to what's being given to me, you then seek counsel. Now, how do you usually seek counsel? Nine times out of ten, you seek counsel from someone who is more conditioned to the sickness and dysfunction of the world than you are. See, there's always a list of counsel. And that last person on your list is usually the first person you're supposed to talk to. But you put them all the way at the bottom. It might be someone like me. It might be another Anu student who's further ahead. That's the last. You put that all at the bottom. First person you talk to is, you know, your ex. (laughs) Let's say you're in a marital situation. Well, I talk to my ex. They always had good advice. (laughs) You know, or you, if you're married, you talk to one of your single, your chronically single, single friends. Got all advice in the world, but can't seem to keep anybody in their life beyond some, some recreation under the sheets. You see, you talk to all the wrong people. Refuse to get counsel from the right people. Because of the conditioning that's been placed in you. And sometimes in your spiritual or religious, or or awareness walk, what happens is, because you are not steadfast in connecting with your higher element, with your higher mind, your higher thought, because you're not steadfast and connected with that doppelganger, you will receive people into your world who are more interested 
in growing and cultivating the lower animalistic aspect of you than that part. See, when you're connected in that sense and you have that truth pumping through you, you have that truth going through you, what happens is, is it begins to push out and purge out the lower order toxic thinking that you have inside of you. You see, so what happens is when people start to come with that level of toxicity, when they start to come with the games, they start to come with the foolishness, you already have an active mechanism pushing that kind of thinking outside of you. So there's really nowhere they can get in. You see, it's like when we were youth, young, young men, you'll relate to this, or men, you know, when you were young men, and you were trying to get something that you shouldn't have been trying to get out of a good girl. And she just just couldn't get in. She wouldn't let you touch her certain places. Every time you moved your hand, no, stop, no, 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 no. And, you know, them good girls, they got their grips. So they got some strong grips. Like they just been working with kettlebells. <laughs> they been throwing shot put. You know, you reach, ah, ah, my wrist, let go. <laughs> you know, because she, you know why she's good? Because she has a father. And her father has given her a righteous and moral authority. You see? And he's instilled that moral authority inside of her. So when you come looking to cultivate something lower than that and to defy that moral authority, she already has an active mechanism of light pushing that type of thinking outside of her. Now, one would ask, then what is she even doing with you? Well, she won't be with you for long. Unless somebody slips on their job unless Pa Dukes stops teaching or Ma Dukes stops reflecting because they become unfaithful they become infidels to their actual responsibility to their spirit head and if they become unfaithful to their responsibility to their spirit head then you can best believe that any and every relationship that they maintain, they're going to be unfaithful to that relationship. So they're no longer going to teach their wife. The husband is not going to teach the wife as he should. The, the uh, wife or the mother is not going to teach the children as she should. The children are not going to be representatives of that way of thinking and being as they should. Because everyone has become unfaithful because of their unwillingness to be faithful to the higher power that created the attraction and the glue that keeps them together. You see, when, when you're dealing with, you know, I did a segment some years ago on Ma'at. I broke down who and what Ma'at is. And one of the first things that I said in that segment is that the word Ma'at means authentic. That's what it actually means. A lot of people say, oh, Ma'at is balanced. Yeah, we know the principles, but what does the word actually mean? Ma'at. Authentic. You see? So what happens is that it becomes an, an, uh, a disingenuine experience when you come into a situation and you're not balanced within your divine self. You haven't created an attachment and a balancing in a relationship between heaven and earth. So you bring that spirit into your quote-unquote learning environment. You don't learn anything. You learn nothing. And then you leave frustrated. You leave angry. And you want to blame the system. 
You want to blame someone who was a part of that system. Oh, I couldn't get along with this one over here or that one over there. Or you want to blame your teacher in the system. Oh, they were they were rude. They were harsh. They were mean. They were this. They were that. You know, all these different things. But the truth is, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. And some of these things I'm saying again because I haven't said them in years. And so many platforms have changed, you know, from high frequency to enlightenment and transformation and the different segments to YouTube, to blog talk radio. So, so I know for some of you, this is new information. Any system can work for you. Any system can work for you. You're hearing that from someone who's initiated in several systems. Most people know know me as a Babalao, yes. But I have other initiations. I have other ordinations. And let me tell you something. Nine times out of the, out of ten, the issues that you have that are keeping you held back in life can be handled by elementary religion. Before we even get into the higher metaphysics, before we even get into the, the deeper science of things, a lot of times, just debate, a lot of times you guys leave the church, it's not because you're so deep. That's what you say all the time. Oh, I had questions and my questions weren't answered. You know, the answers they gave me didn't make sense. Half the time you didn't even understand what you were reading. You didn't read the book. You didn't understand what you're hearing. You weren't committed all the way. You weren't committed. I've said this so many times. I know so many people who claim the title of Muslim and Christian, and they drink liquor and, and fornicate like anybody else. Only time they pull that, that cross, <laughs> you know, only time they, they pull that cross out from underneath the shirt is when you try to talk to them about doing something African. <laughs> or you start talking to them about some. oh, I'm a Christian. I don't do that. You Christian don't do that. You just finished drinking a fifth of Hennessy. But you don't do that. You live with your mate. But you're a Christian. You do everything that the world does. Everything. There's no difference. Until it comes time to something that would actually change you. You see. So, the tr- a lot of times, it's the moral integrity and the lack of moral authority that is lost in the household, starting with father. He's the authority. Can't get around it. And most importantly, he's the moral authority. He's the, he's the one who's going to say, take that off. I don't like what you're wearing. To male and female, to, to wife and children. He's the one that's going to say, I don't want so-and-so coming around here anymore. Or, I know that's your brother. I know it's the children's uncle. He can't come around here. He's a bad influence. And he's the one who's going to have to stand his ground because he's the moral authority. You see? So if we want to corrupt the entire family, and if we want to keep them from being able to experience any kind of significant growth, what's the first thing we have to do? Remove the moral authority. You see? And in doing that, what we do is we now create a situation where no one is ever fully committed because we're talking about divine beings here. So even though they're now living a more corrupt existence, there's still a divine aspect inside of each and every one of them that says, oh, but something doesn't, something doesn't feel right. So therefore, I really can't bring my whole self to anything because I'm at war from within myself. 
You see, that's what happens in those scenarios. So they bounce around from system to system to system, never addressing the real issue. The real issue is you. The real issue is your lack of submission. The real issue is your lack of integrity because no one ever talked to you about integrity. You probably didn't have a father around. Or if you did, he wasn't worth much because he wasn't doing his job. He never talked to you about morality and respect and integrity and, and honor and virtue. Those words don't even come out of your mouth. You want to know how we know? Pull up any video you want, any video you want among the conscious collectives. See, see how often you see those words pop up out of people's mouths. You don't hear it. You don't hear brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so can talk about onks and aliens and GMO and <sighs> what they about to do and the Illuminati and occult. They can talk about that all day long. You'll never hear them talk about virtue. You won't hear that word even come out their mouths. <laughs> you won't hear them use the word integrity. They don't use those words. And the only time they say respect is when they say, yo, don't disrespect me. You see, they don't talk about some of the base and foundational principles that keep you connected to your higher self. They'll spout a lot of emotion. And I'm going to get into that in my, in my next segment. I've already gone over on this segment. You know, each segment is supposed to be 33 minutes, and I think I'm at about 38 now. All right? So with that said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jet out. But uh, I'm still moving in the rain. Hopefully you all will be able to hear this segment, and the background noise won't be so noisy. But, you know, just to recap, if you don't bring your full self to the experience, you have no one to blame but yourself. You got to stop coming into these spiritual experiences or these learning experiences with your mind. Because if your mind was as valuable as you think it is, or your brain, I should say, was as valuable as you think it is, you wouldn't need to come into the experience, spiritual experience. You would be able to figure it all out by yourself if you were just that brilliant. You're not that brilliant. Most of the time, you're conditioned severely. That's why you'll come into, a, into an indigenous system. And we'll talk about all this good indigenous stuff until somebody brings up polygamy. Oh, no, no, I wouldn't do that, though. Right. But every deity you're reading about, every ruler you're reading about practiced polygyny. But you wouldn't do it. Well, who, who, why? I can't share. Okay, so you still got a what? You, you, who are you? Because that's not divine. All the information you're getting is being shared with you. But now all of a sudden you can't share? Well, yeah, I can share, but not my man. You don't own that man. So who's talking right now? Because you sound like a hood rat. You sound like any chick on the street. So who are you? I thought we were supposed to be different. And some of you dudes, it's the same thing. You come into these experiences... <clears throat> You talking just as ignorant as ever. You want to fight everybody because they disagree with you. You calling them out their names because they disagree with you. Every time you, you calling me all the time for money rituals. You don't need a money ritual, dude. You know what you need to learn how to budget your money better. Get a real job. Get and I'm not saying you got to go work for somebody. Make a real job. 
A lot of you brothers walking around the South and you want to be super conscious but ain't got no money in your pocket. How you going to be in the South with no money with all them trees? Go start a tree business. Cut down some trees. <laughs> but seriously, though, landscaping is big in the South. Yeah, take, that means you might have to take all them little uh, bangles off. Yeah, you might have to cover up them little cute little locks you got with the baby, baby doll hair combed down to your eyes. You might have to have to tie that up. You know, and get out there and cut some trees down and make some real scratch. Instead of coming to you and say, yeah, I need a wealth ritual. You don't need a wealth ritual, player. You need to read some books on money. Read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Read Warren Buffett's books. Read Donald Trump's books. I've read every last one of Donald Trump's books dating back from the early 90s. Learn about money. You see? Because you got the same issues as, as that dude on the street. And you love relating to the dude on the street. You love relating to the chick on the street. Why do you love relating to them? Because that's the lower part in you that's just, it's sediment. It's just sitting. And there's no moral authority or light pushing it out of you. And then when you meet someone like myself who is slowly fashioning themselves in the form and in the shape of the deities that we're all studying... It's hard for you to see what that is because you don't have respect inside of you, so you can't respect me. You can't see who's who's standing in front of you. So when I say do it this way, do it that way, you want to debate. Not realizing, fool, I don't already negated myself to come here and talk to you. I'm already tired. I already had to come from heaven to earth to have this conversation with your simple behind. And now you want to debate with these baby points, and now I got to tiptoe to figure out how not to hurt your feelings. Or, I just don't talk to you. And then everybody says, man, Chief, you a hard person to catch up with. Not really. No, I'm not. <laughs> if you come up here where the kings are, we, you know, we chilling. We playing pool. Ski ball. CeeLo. <laughs> you know, playing music and having a good time. Drinking wine, you know. Slamming Cadillac doors. Just having a good old time. But everybody doesn't want to be down there with all the stank spirits. It stinks down there in the basement. Everybody doesn't want to chill in the basement with you. And the only way you come up is through submission. To come up, you got to get down. That's the bottom line. And trying to hold on to what you think is great thought and squeezing that in. and It doesn't work. It's not going to work. It never has worked for you. Stop doing it. All right. I'm out. To the next one. Peace. This is Chief Yuya. Chief Yuya. Peace.